been speaking to me about the door, and um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, how many of you know that the Father created us for fellowship? He created us for fellowship with Him, and He longs so much to fellowship with his kids, to be able to communicate with you, to show you things, um, to reveal his heart to you. And um, so that's what this message is about. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says this, keep on asking and you'll receive what you asked for. Keep on seeking and you're going to find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open to you. So God created us to fellowship with him, and he made a supernatural way, um, restoring fellowship with the Father through Jesus. Jesus said in the word of God in John 10, 9, he says, I am the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So I love this, and this is what keeps being highlighted to me as I was looking over my notes. It says in that first scripture, Matthew 7, 7 and 8, for everyone who asks receives. For everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks. Remember, he's the door. On the door, it will be open to them. We all know that God loves each one of us. He loves the sinner out there as much as he loves us in here. He created each one of us as his children for fellowship with his father, with him. And he doesn't cast away anybody. He said, everyone who comes to me, Everyone who knocks on the door, everyone who seeks me is going to find me. Anyone who will come and knock on the door of the heart of the Father, through Jesus Christ, they will not be cast away. That's how loving and merciful our God is. And then John 10, 9, he says, I am the door. If any man, not just the ones who are good, if any man, or woman, <laughs> comes to me, or child, comes to me, he will be saved. Aren't you thankful that God didn't wait till you were perfect till you could get saved? We would never get saved, right? It's through his blood that we're cleansed. It's by Jesus, the door, that we can be reunited into real, true fellowship with the Father. Amen? And so we got to really... For those of you who don't know the Lord, which I think most of you do, realize that Jesus said he's the only way, the truth, and the life. He said no man can come to the Father except through him. Through what? Through him. Why through him? He's the door. You can't go into heaven except through a door. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And so that's how we're saved. But he says, when you do that, when you start to fellowship with the Father through Jesus, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're saved, you now have an open communication with heaven. You have now access to, to come in, he says, this is cool, and come out 
of this heavenly place and fellowship with the Father. Sometimes we, we put heaven off as way up there, but he said the kingdom of heaven is among us. It's all around us. There's angels in this room. Jesus, we, we say, we sing it when you walk into the room, but sometimes we're thinking it's like way far off. No, like he walks into the room where two or more are gathered together in his name. He's right there with us and among us. Meeting needs, healing hearts, binding up the brokenhearted, setting the captives free. He walked into the room Friday night. I didn't do anything. I sat there and watched as God just moved upon people to seek the face of God and kneel and lay before the Lord in his presence. God supernaturally can move if people come and knock on the door. They're coming in response to the, the, the Lord knocking on, the heart of, or on their door of their heart. And they find him. Amen. And so we have, and it's an exciting thing, and sometimes we might take it for granted or, or neglect the fact that he purchased a way to connect us with the Father. He paved the way by shedding his blood so that no longer would sin divide us or hinder us from entering into that throne room where we receive the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness and the strength and whatever else it is that we need. That all comes from the Father in the throne room. But there's no way we could ever go there except for that we be cleansed through the door, the blood of Jesus. He is, I am the door by me. If any man will enter in, basically, and be cleansed, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. So God longs for us to be with him. He longs for us to sit at his feet. You know, he longs for us to not be uh, a Martha, Martha. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be obedient to the Lord, to do what he's called you to do. But it's, a, it's another thing if you're so busy doing those things and you're not spending time with him. Clayton asked me, I told him, I was like, man, this week has been powerful. Um, I've just been doing a lot of soaking in God's presence, praying in the spirit, just studying the word. He's like, well, well, what do you usually do? I was like, well, I could be meeting with people, counseling with people, encouraging people, and I'm going to do all that. But I just have set aside this time to really seek the face of the Lord. I could be busy, busy, Martha, Martha, doing the work of the ministry, but God also asks us to be a Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus because he's the door to the Father. And he said, Martha, Martha, <laughs> what Mary has chosen is, is the better of the two. Not to say that you shouldn't set your hand to you know, working in the ministry, but you should also be in your time seeking the face of God, fellowshipping with the Father, but you can't do that unless you receive Jesus. Unless you go through the one and only way. And his name's Jesus, amen? I'm so happy that he doesn't turn anyone away. He wants to fellowship with all his kids. How rude would it be if I only would fellowship with my oldest son, Ethan, and I would shun Ashton and Jude? Jude really threw a fit yesterday. I mean, he's seven, or not even seven. Next week, he'll be seven on February 14th. He is seven years old. He's our Valentine's baby. 
But we gave a little extra attention to Ethan, and we didn't realize it really affected Jude. Oh, my goodness. So we gave some extra attention to Ethan. If you saw our Facebook post, Ethan went on. Oh, Ethan's in here, so he's hearing me talk about him. Um, Sometimes you're in youth, and I just talk all about you. But anyways, Ethan went to his first um, high school um, sweetheart dance. Um, A church hosted it. There was chaperones and all that, and so it was all good. But um, anyways, we gave some extra attention, took pictures, and, you know, helped him get ready and this and that. And, um, man, Jude was really kind of acting out and kind of, Acting sassy and kind of bumping up against the wall, <laughs> against the wall, and Clayton's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I think he just needs attention." Think about it. How many of God's children are acting out because they need His attention, but they don't realize that all they have to do—they God's not casting them out. All they have to do is return to Him. And he'll return to them. All they have to do is knock on the door, which is Jesus, and start fellowshipping with him. God doesn't turn anybody away who wants to come and fellowship with him. Amen? Isn't that so good? He's so good. In Romans 10, 3, he says, All who call upon the name of the Lord are saved. Again, there's that word, all, everyone, any man. He's leaving nobody out, you know? It's not a matter of whether you're good or whether you're perfect. He's the one who makes you good and perfect. He's the one who makes you holy. He's the one who strengthens you by his spirit. So you have to go to him in order to become holy as he is holy. In John 14, 26, Jesus said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. So, you know, it's the reason we were created. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they were shut out of, you know, the Garden of Eden. Really, they were shut out of fellowship with the Father. They were walking in the cool of the day with them, fellowshipping with him, enjoying um, hearing his voice, enjoying seeing what he was showing them, you know, enjoying seeing the kingdom of heaven around them. You know, they, they had just insight into the supernatural big time. And then they allowed sin into their lives. And why does the enemy try so hard to bring sin into our lives? Is because he knows it's going to shut a door. He knows it's going to put a barrier between us and God to where we're not going to perceive or receive the way we could. God's always knocking on the door of our heart. Always. He never stops. He said, and his word is true, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm with you always. But the thing is, is that when we sin and allow sin into our lives or disobedience into our lives, it creates this barrier or a facade, if you will, um, that makes us believe that he's afar off. All you have to do is go through that door. Confess your sin. And he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. What the Lord's doing here today is he is calling back his children. People have been feeling um, like neglected children, like Jude felt yesterday. You've been feeling like an outcast, or you've been making yourself an outcast because of things you've struggled with, because of things you've done, feeling like you can't return back to his presence the way you were. God says, any man who will come to me, he's the way, the truth, and the life. 
All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is not just a salvation message. This is a return to me and fellowship message. God wants to restore fellowship with the Father. This is the Father's heart. He wants to restore fellowship with his children. And it can be done through the blood of Jesus Christ. The door, the way, the truth, the life. Amen? That's how the Father made a way after Adam and Eve sinned and they had to be dismissed because of their disobedience from the garden. We're living under a new covenant. Jesus bought and paid the price. Let's turn to Colossians 1. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians 1, verses 19 and 20 says this. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and in earth by the means of Christ's blood upon the cross. I like that they sang, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Because without the blood of Jesus, the door, we could not be restored back to fellowship with the Father, which is the whole reason we're here in existence. And the Holy Spirit's all over that. He wants to fellowship with his kids. He doesn't want anyone to feel outcast. He says, any man, all who call upon me, I will in no wise cast out. He doesn't resist anyone who will come after him. Anyone who will knock and keep on knocking and I told the Lord this morning, I'm like, I'm going to keep on knocking. I'm going to keep on asking. Because you said if I knock and keep on knocking and I keep on fellowshipping with you and I keep on asking for the fullness of your spirit and I keep on coming to you, you will give me what I've asked for. You will open the door. If I seek you with my whole heart, you said that I will find you. Not that I don't know the Lord already, but there's so much more to be had with the God and with the kingdom of heaven. There's so much more to be experienced that we have barely touched the edge of the shoreline of God. And so I told the Lord, I'm going to knock and keep on knocking. Because he said, if you knock and keep on knocking, the door is going to be open. I'm talking about wide open. Through the door to the door of fellowship, restoration of what Adam and Eve lost is done through Jesus, through fellowshipping with Jesus. Amen. So, what you want to do? What if I've sinned? What if I've messed up? What if I've stumbled in this life? What if I haven't been um, seeking God the way I, I should? What if I've been busy, busy? not sitting at the feet of Jesus, not spending time with him to hear his voice, waiting on the Lord? What if I've been letting it go in one, ear, in one ear and out the other? Because this is a message I preach often about seeking the Lord and waiting on the Lord. What if I haven't been doing what God says to do and I've only been hearing it? He says through the blood of his son, he's reconciled us. 
ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask him. He says, confess your sin. And he's faithful and just in 1 John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. How? By the blood of Jesus. Of all unrighteousness. Then guess what happens? Suddenly, because you get to be cleansed, you can run in boldly into that throne room without feeling um, shy about it, without feeling like a neglected, you know, with a puppy, like a puppy dog with his tail between his legs. You don't have to feel nervous about it. You can run in boldly into that throne room and you can receive whatever it is that you need. He said you can come in and go out and receive pasture. Pasture is like the grazing ground for a cow. (laughs) You're not a cow. But that's where you receive every single thing that you need. Green grass. That's what you need to eat. No, I was kidding. (laughs) Every single thing that you need is through Jesus. The restoration of you being able to go in and go out and find pasture, walking in the kingdom of heaven, living with Jesus. In him I live and move and have my being. It's through Jesus that you're living and and working together with God in the kingdom of heaven. It's all through Jesus. And so he says, confess your sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God is bringing a restoration to the body of Christ to fellowship with his father. Because he needs you to be in fellowship with the Father to receive the equipment you need for this last day great harvest. He needs you to be in tune with his spirit so that you can hear the plans of the enemy. So you can see what God has for you as a believer. Amen? Hallelujah. So Hebrews 4.16, I just quoted it. So now... Let us come boldly, therefore, to the throne of grace so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So Jesus cleanses us. He makes that fellowship available to us. He reconciles us. He makes us right back in his sight so that we don't feel nervous about approaching the Father. So if you messed up, you have an advocate. Jesus You still have the doorway. All you have to do is go through the doorway, which cleanses you through his blood. And you can go boldly into that throne room and seek the face of God. What am I saying? I'm saying nobody has an excuse not to go into that throne room and seek the face of God. Nobody can say, I can't because... We all have been given the blood of Jesus. We all are called. He in no wise casts anyone out. All who call upon me are saved. Jesus is our high priest. He's our sacrifice. We no longer have to kill the goats and the the cows and the lambs and the pigeons and and whatever else. It's a pretty gross place. I, I, I don't wish to be back in those temples. It was probably really stinky and really nasty. 
But they had to do it if they wanted blood to cover their sin. Blood had to be shed. But now the greatest sacrifice, the greatest atonement took place. For you and I, Jesus created a door in which we could go through into the Holy of Holies and have fellowship restored to us with our Father. There's such, you know, I, you look at Adam and Eve, and they had such a supernatural fellowship with the Father. To wake up every day and be walking in the cool of the day with the Lord and hear his heart and hear what he wanted them to do, how he wanted them to set their hands to, you know, do things that day. And they just had such an in-tune fellowship with the Father. Well, the Lord's calling us back to that. He's calling us back to fellowship with him. And we have to... First, if, if you're not hearing the voice of God, maybe you need to plead the blood of Jesus and ask the Lord to forgive you from, from some things to, to walk with the Lord again. He says in James 4, 8, and it's an automatic, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. It's an automatic. If you'll go and knock on the door and keep on knocking, he's going to open it and he's going to start fellowshipping with you. Maybe right away, first, you need to cleanse your heart. Maybe first, you need to ask him to reveal anything that's hindering you from hearing from him and from fellowshipping with him. Invite, invite the Holy Spirit to reveal the things that are a hindrance. And then confess those things, whether it's distraction or whether it's straight-up disobedience, whatever it is. Confess it before the Lord. Be willing to lay it down because you want the restored fellowship with the Father. He's the door for all of us. Even the people out there, he'll know in no wise cast out his children. If they will come to him, if they will call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. They will get that restoration, that regeneration. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why we praise Jesus. That's why we lift up the name of Jesus. He's so worthy to be praised because he made a way where there was no way. He gave us life and life more abundantly because he gave his life for us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying upon the cross, for giving your life for us, for shedding your blood so that we might live and have eternal life, so that we might go through your, you as the door and be able to go in and out and find pasture and be able to approach the throne room boldly and receive whatever it is we need on a daily basis. We should never hesitate. We should never run from the presence of God. If we've messed up, you've got an advocate with Jesus. Run to him, not from him. The enemy, the whole plan of the enemy is to get people to run from God, to get them further from God, to get them further from fellowshipping with the Father. But if we have a, a kind of an awakening and realize Jesus is the door, and if we messed up, we can run to Jesus, ask him to forgive us and cleanse us, and he'll restore that fellowship once again. Even, you know, he, he puts the story of the prodigal son in the word for a reason, because those, sometimes, you feel like you've gone so far that you could never even go back, even though he's your father. You couldn't even face him. It's not true. It's not true. 
God's calling all his children home. All his children to come to repentance. To confess their sin. So that he can cleanse you from all unrighteousness. To restore the fellowship with the Father. We know the story. The master welcomes his son back with open arms, even though he was in a season of rebellion, even though he was in a season of running from God, even though he wasn't even trying to talk and, and make a long-distance phone call, sending a messenger, where, <laughs> whatever they would have done back then. He wasn't sending any notes home. He felt like an outcast. He put him, And maybe it's your fault. He put himself in that place. He put himself in that position. Maybe you do feel it's your fault. Maybe those of you watching, you feel like an outcast from the presence of God. David felt that way. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me, but all you need to do is come before the Lord, confess your sin, and he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God restores you to fellowship with the Father through the blood of Jesus. Sometimes we don't realize how powerful his blood is. He purchased our freedom from sin. Sin might, it might feel like it has a stronghold on you only if you let it. Because the power of the blood is stronger. Jesus purchased our freedom. He got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. There's nothing that the enemy can do to permanently divide you from the Lord. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. All who come and knock, the door will be open to you. Just go to the Lord. Confess your sin. He will cleanse you. He will restore the fellowship with you. He's not casting you away from his presence. He's calling you in to his presence. He's calling his children into a restored fellowship because it's time to get serious and seek the face of God so we can hear the commands and the orders that he's about to give his army. Amen? He said, and this is a different message, but he said the harvest is great, but the labors are few. Sometimes the labors are few because we don't feel like uh, holy enough. We don't feel equipped enough. How could we possibly do anything for the Lord? We had stumbled. How could we possibly do anything for the Lord because we haven't been hearing his voice? Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Start drawing close to God. He'll draw close to you, and you're going to start hearing his voice again. And I'm saying that prophetically. You're going to start hearing his voice again. If you'll just return to him, he's going to return to you. He's calling you into a restored fellowship with him. A restored relationship with him where you can hear the commands, you can hear the voice of God, and you're led and guided by his spirit. How many of you want to be led and guided by his spirit? You want to walk in the spirit and no longer fulfill the lusts of your flesh. Well, we got to just go through the door. Confess your sin. I got to say, you know, maybe sometimes you might have a day or two where you feel like you didn't sin, but I still ask the Lord, forgive me from any unrighteousness.
Lord, I just shut the door to anything I might have opened up to, whether it's an attitude or a response or something that was displeasing to you, Lord. I just repent and I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. In the name of Jesus, I go through the door. Then I can come boldly into the throne room. Whether I think I did something horrible or not, is not it doesn't matter because there's things in our lives that we might think is okay, but it's not okay with God. And unless he lets us know by his spirit, we might be clueless. So I love that he says, if you'll confess your sin, he's faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's just covering the bases. He's covering everything else that you might not even be aware that you were doing or saying or thinking that was contrary to what he wanted. He's the door. If you'll really grab hold of the fact that you cannot come to that throne without going through the door and getting yourself cleansed, then you're going to take advantage of the blood of Jesus. And you can run boldly into that throne room and you can start receiving impartation of fresh grace to live this life to please God. A fresh strength, impartations, dreams and visions and revelation is all received from the kingdom of heaven, from the throne room of God. But in order to get there, where do you have to go? Through the door. <laughs> Am I hitting it home? Is anyone getting it? <laughs> Hallelujah. God's inviting us to come up and fellowship with him. He's welcoming us with open arms, no matter how far you felt, or maybe, um, you know, maybe you don't feel like that, and this is just a re-encouragement. Keep on sowing to the Spirit. Keep on seeking the face of God. Because it's why we were created. And when he tells you something in that throne, you better be obedient. Disobedience is sin. And that causes that barrier. So when you're in that throne room and he tells you to do something, tells you to bless somebody, tells you to serve in the church, tells you to witness or whatever, be obedient. Because you're going to the throne room and you're going to receive marching orders. Just to be aware. Just be aware. <laughs> 2 Peter 3.9, he says he wishes that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. That's his heart. The Father's heart is that every single person in this entire world, from beginning to end, would come and return home again. They would come through the door, which is his son, Jesus. I love this, and, and, and I've acted upon this scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He says, come unto me, all of you who are weak and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You don't have to carry those. He tells us we can cast all our cares on him, for we, he cares about us. So he says, come to me. Why? He's the door. He's a door to that throne room where you can receive grace and strength and help in time of need. Amen. And last but not least, the Lord gave me a major revelation of this a while back. And some of you know the story of our son actually getting to see it. Our son Ashton. When you fellowship, when you make a decision to respond to the Lord's words today. And you make a decision to daily spend fellowship with the Father and go through that door and ask the Lord to cleanse you and you go and fellowship with the Father. You're actually sitting at a table with Jesus. 
You're actually partaking of the kingdom of heaven with Jesus. You're eating a meal with Jesus, and he's filling you up with whatever it is you need. Revelations 3, 20 and 21, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's, that's the door of your heart. Remember, he's always ready to receive you. But he's standing at the door of your heart waiting for you to respond to that door of fellowship. I stand at the door and knock. If any man, again, there he is, anyone, will hear my voice and come and open the door of fellowship, which is what? Jesus. I will come in and I will share a meal together with him as friends. When you sit together with a friend, you don't usually sit in silence. I mean, I'm, I talk a lot about waiting on the Lord, and that's, that's a different story. But you talk, you converse, he'll share his heart, you share your heart. He fills you up with good things. You share a meal. You discuss the plans that he has for you. Amen? So it's an invitation to everyone. He's standing at the door of your heart and knocking, and he's saying, won't you answer the door of fellowship? Won't you be restored back through me to fellowship with my father? Like I said, we spent some time with our kids um, praying in the spirit and, and worshiping the Lord, and we're teaching them how to hear from God. And our son Ashton, um, the Lord opened his eyes and you know, we weren't telling them anything that they would see anything or hear anything. We just said, if the Lord shows you anything or speaks anything to you, write it in your journal. We go around and we discussed, because we we're teaching them to hear from the Lord. Um, we go around and we discussed what, um, what we heard. And, and my oldest son heard the Lord tell him that he loves him. I don't remember what me and Clayton heard. Not that it was insignificant, because it, hearing from our kids, it was like so... Exciting. And then our son Ashton said, I didn't hear anything, but I saw myself sitting at a table with Jesus eating a meal. And I was like, oh my goodness. He was only like eight. He didn't know that was a scripture. It was verbatim. Revelations 3, 20 and 21. And it was right when the Lord was giving me this revelation of this scripture. So it was awesome. We don't realize how literal the word of God is. He literally is the door. And he literally will come and share a meal to, with you, together as friends, if you'll answer the door of your heart. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you that you're knocking on the door of each and every one of our hearts. And you said if we'll answer that door, if we'll come in through you, through the blood of your son, we'll find pasture. We'll find what it is we need. You know, people don't settle down in, in, in their walk with the Lord because sometimes they're grasping at straws, they're grasping at where's fulfillment in life, not realizing, realizing that if they would just go through the door and go seek the Lord, he would give them all the purpose and the fulfillment they could ever need through Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I just pray, Lord, today, if there's anybody here 
that has felt like the prodigal son or that has felt like they messed up and they haven't been hearing your voice because they've been distracted like a Martha Martha or if they've been disobedient in any way and they feel like there's a division between them and, and you and fellowship with you, God. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just bring a restoration today of fellowship with you. Father, we just come through the door. Jesus Christ. Just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you gave your son Jesus to die for my sins. Jesus, I receive what you did for me when you died and shed your blood for me and made a way where there was no other way for me to be reconciled with the Father. I receive you and what you did for me. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And today, I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I come through you, through the door, back to fellowship with the Father. Father, I come to you right now. I come into your throne room. And I ask you, impart to me today what it is I need. Impart to me the grace the strength, the restoration, the life, the vision, because without a vision, the people perish. I invite you today to lead me and guide me by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on back up, and I would like you to sing um, um, that last song you sang. Yeah, when you walk into the room. Um, but in the meantime, I'd like to invite Pastor Nick up, and um, he's going to take up today's tithes and offerings. And then I want us to...